4: This is the best of the Ben Maller show on Fox Sports Radio.
5: The fall classic, a slugfest. And the Astros get the leg up. They still got a win to go, and they'll head back to LA. We'll talk about it. Welcome in the beginning. Of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, the overreaction machine getting cranked up. The greatest World Series game of all time. Eh. I don't, I don't think it was the greatest World Series game of all time. It was an interesting game. It was exciting. Lots of offense, back and forth. But in the end, Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman. Uh, he had a walk-off single with two outs in the 10th inning. The Astros getting their runners via the walk and also the hit batter that set them off. And then they get the base hit off Kenley Jansen. And so the Astros win the game, game five, they're up 3-2 to two in the World Series as the crowd goes wild at Minute Maid Park. The Dodgers still have the two games at home. This going to go seven games, and the Dodgers will win. The Dodgers are going to have to become the first team in baseball history to, by my math, if my math is correct here, win six games to win the World Series. Usually you have to win four. Typically it's four out of seven. The Dodgers are going to have to win six out of seven. They gave away game two, had a 3-1 to lead in the game two ninth inning of that game. Actually, it was 3-2 to in the ninth, but 3-1 to in the eighth. They blew that game. And now in this game, game five, the Dodgers had a 4 nothing lead with Clayton Kershaw. What happened to chapter two? I said chapter two for Clayton Kershaw. Looked like chapter one. Must have been chapter one for Kershaw. 4 nothing lead, 7-4 lead. And uh, the Astros came back both times, obviously and ended up going the X-Rings. And the Astros had a high choke factor also in this game. As Chris Taylor, with the dramatic hit to tie the game up, the Dodgers came back. Uh, Yasiel Puig with a home run, a two-run homer for the Dodgers, who were trailing 12-9, entering the ninth inning. And Chris Davinsky regurgitated on the mound there, and he could not get it done. Yasiel Puig, I mentioned the home run there, and then Chris Taylor, the hit. The Astros being at home had the final at bat. So, uh, here's where we stand. Here's where we stand. Uh, the Astros will have Justin Verlander on the mound. They're going to be expected to win the World Series on Tuesday night. I would say that if they don't win uh, on Tuesday, then, of course, I, I, I don't believe they will. The Dodgers had Verlander beat in Game 2. That's the thing you got to remember. Verlander was on the mound that game. The Dodgers were up 3-1. to one in game number two of the World Series. All right, well, here's how it sounded at the very end. The Astros, extra innings, back and forth, heavyweight matchup, the final fist thrown by...
3: Regman, one for four tonight, first pitch. And Alex lines is in the left center field. That's a base hit. Fisher around third and coming home. threw up with the baseball. The throw
1: it the plate. Not in time. Astros win. Astros win. Alex Bregman comes through with a walk-off RBI single. And the Astros win 13 to 12 in 10. They lead the World Series. Three games to two.
5: Uh, it's uh, some guy I've never heard of who apparently works for the Houston Astros on the play-by-play there as the Ast- Astros win. Oh, my God, it's mind-blowing, the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> Much like at the end of Game 3, I must remind our friends in Houston that it is not a best-of-five. If it was a best-of-five, that would be wonderful. You would have won the World Series. Unfortunately, it's that last game, that last win that you have to get. And judging uh, about the uh, the Astros, bullpen, neither team has a, an effective bullpen At this point, but uh, my goodness, uh, yikes. Wow, this is uh, going, it it feels like this should be the way it is. Now, the weather's going to be a lot cooler uh, when they get back to Dodger Stadium on Tuesday. In fact, there's a chance of some light rain in the Los Angeles area for Tuesday night, depending on if the forecast holds up. So the idea that it's just going to be a a huge home run derby uh, in that environment at Dodger Stadium seems unlikely. Seems unlikely that is going to be, the case, but we'll elaborate further on this game five of the World Series, the game one by the Houston Astros. Now, if I were to rank uh, the the fall guy, you got to have a fall guy in the in the World Series for each individual game. Uh, there are several to choose from here. Now, if I were to rank them, and I, I guess that's my job here to do that, uh, I would say of the the three that I've got on my list here that I wrote down at the very top Clayton Kershaw you are given the gift of a three nothing lead before you have even gone out to the mound you got to do more you got to do more and then you they get the lead right back that is a disgraceful performance by Clayton Kershaw he got manhandled in a game that you don't need to get manhandled in the Astros were on their last legs at that point with Kershaw on the mound And instead, old Kershaw shows up. Garbage Kershaw shows up and ends up being a non-performer when given the lead. And it's happened too many times. You you try to say this is going to be a new chapter for Clayton Kershaw, and yet the same old song and dance for Kershaw. It was not a complicated situation. You could not have asked for a better opportunity, if you're Clayton Kershaw, to be given the gift of crooked numbers before you even take the mound, to have the other team reeling in a quandary, and you end up regurgitating. it. So I I put him at the top, and because he couldn't get it done, they pull him out of the game, Dave Roberts, and they go to Kenta Maeda, who came in, and had been so good. I would have made the same move, but Kenta Maeda then, he vomited all over the mound, and he immediately gave up the big home run. So Maeda's number two, and then... Brandon Morrow, also on that list, Brandon morrow the uh, the storyline talked a lot talked about a lot on the broadcast by Joe Buck and John Smoltz, the fact that Morrow had not pitched three days in a row and how what a difficult thing this was like he's paving roads or something or building buildings or chopping down trees, throwing a baseball, but anyway, here's. Dave Roberts explaining why Brandon Morrow was in the game out of the Dodger bullpen for the third consecutive day.
0: Uh, he called down and said that uh, he felt good. He was throwing today, he felt good, and uh, he called in the middle of the game and said, hey, if we take the lead, I want to pitch, I want the ball, my body feels good. And um, so in the seventh inning right there, um, you know, you can't uh, turn him down. He felt good, he wanted to be in the game, and it's a credit to him uh, to be used like he has been and want the baseball.
5: Yeah, and and I would like to address this because I got into it with several uh, friends of mine. Some of them work in the the media business about this. The Brandon Morrow thing. Like, people are blaming uh, Dave Roberts. You blame Brandon Morrow here. Like, it's the World Series. This is the time you're supposed to overcome and overachieve and show some great resolve there. I think the term we often use is grit and guts, those type of terms here. And that was an opportunity to do it, right? And Brandon Morrow did not. Uh, He also defecated all over the mound. You can either embrace the stress of the World Series and get it done, or you can show up as a lightweight. And in, uh, in this case, several members of the Dodger pitching staff showed up as absolute lightweights. They pitched like JV pitchers in an opportunity to win a game in the World Series and go up three games to two. They did not uh, did not perform, but uh, absolutely, Dave Roberts was right to put him in there, especially in the context now that we know, after the fact, that Morrow said he was ready to go and he was ready. You know, I'm ready to go. I feel good. I want to pitch. And then he went out there and he was toothless on the mound when he got an opportunity uh, against the Astro hitters. It was hit. You get a hit. You get a hit. You get a hit. You get... everybody gets a hit. Everybody in the uniform gets a hit. Uh, here's more from the Dodger skipper Dave Roberts talking about the fact that at this point in the World Series, there ain't a lot of gas left in the tank.
0: It's the case when you're when you're th- at this point in October. Um, I think that the Astros can say the same thing. So um, I think everyone's taxed right now.
5: Yes, even I am taxed. What about talk show hosts? What about overnight gas? This is not easy on me. Do you understand? I have a cornucopia of emotions having to watch this mess uh, every single game of the World Series. But I, I do look forward to it because uh, Game 7 is going to be wonderful on Wednesday night. Uh, I'm already planning it. Let's just get – why don't we just give the Dodgers the win on Tuesday? They're going to win on Tuesday, and then we'll we'll fast forward to Game 7 on Wednesday night. People have stuff to do on Halloween anyway. You really want a baseball game on Halloween – it's a day for kids and trick or treating. Why does it since Rob Manfred's got no balls and he wouldn't suspend the racist Astro? Why doesn't he at least just give the Dodgers the win? We'll play one game, Game Seven. All the obstacles, all the roadblocks, all the stumbling blocks. Give it. Give me a Game Seven. How about that, Mister Commissioner? Since you won't suspend the racist baseball player in, until next year, who the hell is watching the first five games of the Astros season next year? Zero. No one's watching that. Uh, so yeah, again, just. Game 7, Wednesday night. How much fun is that going to be? Oh, my God, that's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. All right, uh, Ben Maller, Sean Fox, congratulations to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Astro fan Garcia. Your Shroes did it, Eddie. They're one win away. Your Astros are one win away, Eddie.
6: Well, I, I appreciate the congratulations. but uh, you got to be happy, Eddie. i. This is your I'm hap- club. You know why I'm this is happy? your team, I'm ha- Eddie. I'm happy the Steelers won the Sunday night game. Uh, who, I was no one's watching that. that. Who cares that. about that? Was, I was no, watching that. I didn't that.
5: watch one second of that game. Well, I, I, no I, I watched all of it for
6: you, so we can, no we can, interest can break that in down. Are
5: oh, you even watching? The, he wasn't even watching the World Series game. He wasn't even watching the World Series. Oh, the guy works in radio wasn't watching the World Series. Oh, calm
6: down, Maller. There's, wow. there's a laptop in my lap, and the TV had the football game on, so I was able to watch both. I don't think you can watch two things. Yeah, You cannot. Your eyes yeah, can only focus on one actually, thing. You can especially with Your baseball eyes can because walk, you know no, no, it's no, like no. pitch, throw it back. The nuance, blah, blah. You, the
5: new I know you're being arrogant here. But the nuance of baseball though. You don't get the nuance. That's fine. You I, don't, know, I don't
6: need the nuance. I'll just watch all the home runs fly all, I know, all over the wall. Uh, I know you, even wall.
5: though your Astros won, you've got to be a little upset because that's not your kind of baseball. You like the low scoring. You like defensive baseball. That was not your kind of baseball.
6: No, that was not great baseball. It, mean, was, it was not great baseball. It, it was, it was <laughs> unbelievably entertaining, but that's yeah. not great baseball. I, I
5: knew you would complain. You'd find I'm something not complaining. To, something you asked to bitch me. About. You, I'm I know, look, I know. That's why I brought it up because I knew you would find something to criticize about the the game of baseball. Game yeah, it was tied it was, up, tied up in extra innings, and it's a uh, you, you did not uh, think that was good.
6: No, no, it was dramatic and yeah. it was entertaining, without a doubt, thrilling. But it's yeah. not. That's not great baseball. I don't. No, want, I mean, <laughs> yes, it is. I would disagree. Thirteen to twelve. I mean, there's no lead save. The pitching is is yeah. horrific. That's not great baseball. It's not. <laughs> okay, well, you're wrong. But that's uh, listen. It's okay to be wrong. Well, you're joking. wrong on a nightly basis on the show. You proven that not at all. I'm yeah. not, I
5: am never wrong. New, 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 no. new. No, no, well, no, that, no. that's, so, that's such happen.
6: a that's such a dumb statement. Not always right. I'm not always
5: right, but I'm never wrong. That is that is that the way makes we look a, at. Makes this. a lot of sense. That's, that's right. a lot of sense. That's right, yeah. Mister. I'm watching the Steeler game during the World Series. Well, I'm a I'll, let me fan. talk to let me talk to a guy who did actually watch, do his job, and watch the World Series because he understands the importance of it. I wonder why he watched it. Would it Danny, be because he's
6: a Dodger Danny fan? G. Ray. Or he just loves baseball. Oh, right? Eddie, I, I do
4: it. love baseball, Eddie. Yeah. And my team lost, and I'm still saying that was one of the best World Series games that I've ever watched. I'm not going to argue this with you guys again. It, look, I, I said right. it was uh,
6: you're thrilling just and entertaining and defeat. wonderful, take but it's not defeat. great baseball. Take
5: the defeat. The and pitching is just god-awful. Your Astros won. That's great. I'm not an Astros fan. You are an Astros fan. Anyone knows who listens to this show, you have been pulling for the Astros in the World Series that's, that's okay just admit it Eddie when teams, when
4: teams can consistently come back from three
6: and Danny, four again runs. you're not listening to the words I'm saying I'm saying it's thrilling and it's entertaining but yeah. it's still not uh, good listen, baseball the pitching is Danny, awful let's, let's talk was a wall
5: over there let's forget about him he watched the Steeler game we'll worry about him you know doesn't do his thing over
4: there okay I'm surprised though I thought that Eddie would be on board that this was one of the better it was a be- games in World Series history. I like it depends on what you're calling a it's not great the greatest, game. It's
5: not the greatest game in World Series history, because the greatest game would have been the Dodgers winning at the end. So it doesn't make it the greatest oh, that game. That makes sense. The greatest game ever I've seen, Game 7, Marlins and Indians, the 97 World Series, the gold standard. This was not better than that, but fine. Uh, it was uh, entertaining, enjoyable and uh, there, more importantly, I, I there's agree a lot with to, what you just to said. talk about.
6: Oh, you so you agree, the 97, Inter- 97 World you, Series. No, you just said this game was entertaining and enjoyable. Yes. I agree. What's wrong with that? Nothing's Nothing, wrong. Nothing's
5: okay. wrong with that. I, I, I said I was trying to talk to Danny G, and you're interfering in my conversation with Danny G here. We need to have a meeting. We and Danny G have to have a <laughs> powwow here right now. So I already get, I've already i given the Dodgers Tuesday. Now, will they win game seven? Will they win game seven? Because remember, the way this works here. You know, for all that talk about how this is the Astros, you know, greatest game of all time, if the Dodgers, and I should say when the Dodgers come back and win the two, uh, game six and game seven in Los Angeles, this will be forgotten. It'll be, wait a minute, They wait. I thought the Astros were supposed to win the World Series because they won this
4: wild game five. So what would the potential pitching matchup be for a game seven?
5: All hands on deck, Danny. Well, I would come back. You better with, hope Kenley Jansen doesn't pitch. I would come back. No, you Darvish. You don't want the you Darvish pitcher. Well, yeah, he maybe. would be the next pitcher. No, no, in No, line. I would uh, sit him down. I would go. I'd bring the wood. Now, I would bring the wood. That's what I would do. <laughs> you said wood. Uh, well, that's what they have to do. They've got to give the Astros the wood. Drop the lumber on that lineup. That's what they have to do. They have no choice there. We're up nope. against the hard one here. Now we have a special a uh, special appearance here. Uh, the Koopa Loop is away, and Wrong Button Bob, who yeah. came in here bitching and moaning oh. that he was in here. Oh, I worked all day at a, a daytime shift where people liked me during the day. Funny-ass snowman. And, like and you, he's, he was complaining about having to come in here and do the uh, lowly overnight show. Funny-ass you know, snowman. Working with those oh, big daytime people, you know.
2: I, I worked all day, Ben, and oh, I still got here before re- you did. <laughs> Prime me a re- That's because I had to watch the World Series uh-huh. game. You're lucky I'm even
5: here. What, are you watching it in you're your car lucky, while you're driving uh, you're from lucky, Nevada? Yes, uh, MLB.TV, uh, whatever the hell no. it is. I was watching in my car. you be arrested yeah. for that. Yeah, I should. Absolutely. They didn't catch me, though. I'm sorry you're here, Bob. I know you're bummed out. You, you, you thought when you left the show you would never come back.
2: It's okay. I feel like uh, hour two is a good time to take a quick power nap, and yeah. then I'll be back at it for yeah. the last hour. You see what Coop does? Two
5: and three, he sleeps right through that. Doesn't pay any attention. So. Anyway, all right. Well, we don't even need to take calls. You know what, Eddie? This is such a great night. We have plenty to say. We don't. Oh, need- that,
6: I think that's a mistake. There was such, no, so no. many things that people we, want to interact with us about. We should absolutely take phone calls. We don't
5: need to take calls, right? Does anyone want to hear the calls? Suck. I want to hear. I, mean, I want to hear calls. Let's be honest. The calls are almost always terrible on this show.
4: It's part uh, of the, we, it's part of the we, fabric we of the Ben s- Maller show. We
5: have so much more to say. We no, no one's going to call
4: anyway. That's, Who wants to
5: talk? People don't want to talk about. What if we sad. do West
4: Coast callers only?
5: West of the Rockies? Is that what Nori yeah. does? West of the Rockies? Pathetic. That's right. We're covered up in L.A. anyway right yeah, now. Yeah, we like are. Like Dodger
6: postgame, so it doesn't really matter. No one's listening to
5: that. Oh, really? <laughs> Everybody's no on, everyone's on the app right now. They're on now. the iHeart app yeah. or satellite radio. Channel 83 on Sirius listening to uh, to our fine dulcet tones here. Is that what they're doing? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you want, if you know the number, how about this? If you know the number, you can call. Is that good? If you I know the, the- number. I don't know the number. Eight seven seven ninety nine on a Fox. That might not be the number, but if you know the number, you can feel free to call. And we're also available on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the the festivities here. So uh, plenty to to dissect, plenty plenty to uh, to to attack here, and we will certainly do that as the World Series. The World Series is it. The players that are juiced, or is it the balls that are juiced? We'll uh, analyze that because everyone's got an opinion. We'll get to that. We'll do it next.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app
6: they need one more victory for their first ever world series title they'll go for it in game six tuesday in los angeles games and note from week eight in the nfl sunday night it was the steelers beating the lions 20 to 15 pittsburgh is six and two on the year their defense held detroit's offense from scoring despite five trips into the reds and scoring a touchdown that is in late action seahawks over the texans 41 to 38 russell wilson had 452 yards passing, four touchdowns for Seattle. Zay improved to five and two. Cowboys over the Redskins, 33-19, Ezekiel Elliott, 150 yards on the ground two touchdowns for Dallas in early action Eagles beat the 49ers 33 to 10 Philadelphia 7 and 1 best record in the NFL San Francisco drops to 0 8 Patriots get by the Chargers 21-13 New England 6 and 2 on top of the AFC East with their fourth straight win Bills over the Raiders 34-14 Buffalo's 5 and 2 they're currently a playoff team in the AFC Saints down the Bears 20 to 12 New Orleans also 5 and 2 they have won 5 in a row panthers over the buccaneers 17 to 3 carolinas 5 and 3 they're also a playoff team as it stands right now in the nfc and in the very early game in london it was the vikings improving to six and They're on top of the nfc north they beat the browns 33 16 cleveland is 0 and 8 this report is brought to you by true car with true car you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for new or used visit true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience and ben we started with baseball. Let's finish with baseball. As they, apparently, we have a couple of managers that have been hired, but they will not be officially announced until after the World Series. Dave Martinez. Is your new manager of the Washington Nationals? He was the bench coach with oh, Joe everything. Madden in Tampa and in Chicago, uh, and a former Expo. So kind of some ties. Dave Martinez will
5: have that job till Bryce Harper leaves, and then he'll be out. And, and then, uh, yeah. Gabe
6: Kapler, reportedly the new manager of the Philadelphia oh, Phillies, God. managed one season of single A ball in the Red Sox organization, but Who? most recently uh, was a front office employee of your Los Angeles Dodgers, and also briefly part of the Fox Sports. That's uh, right. uh, Fox Sports Radio Alumni Association, right. as he was a baseball commentator. Well, that's where he really, you know, honed his skills. Yeah,
5: he would not have gotten that job without working here at Fox Sports Radio. So good luck to Gabe Kaplan. I'm sure the people of Philadelphia will give him the benefit of the doubt. And uh he does he get the standard maller package 30 days and then after that all new managers get thirty days for me. And then after well, that Well that's I kill up to him. you.
6: I can't answer that. No? No. Okay.
5: There you go. Buzz in the air here as we come to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, Some people are upset that James did not win a
4: golden ticket.
5: But uh, we we gave him about seven minutes of airtime. We felt like that was enough. Uh, Because if he called back again, you know.
4: He's great, but I don't even know. I don't think he would know what to do with a golden ticket.
5: Guessing James is one of those drive-by callers. Like I don't think he's a regular. He just happened to find the show, stumble upon the show by scanning the radio dial, and he's like, "Ah, I want to talk about the World Series, so I'll call these idiots up." I have a feeling that's what happened. But uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe James listens all the time. I could be wrong on that. All right, so Ben Maller show on Fox now. The World Series, a classic World Series. Alex Bregman, not the greatest game of all time, but Alex Bregman, the game-winning hit for the Astros, and so the Astros are a win away. From winning the World Series, but still got to win that last game. The hardest game's the last one. I learned that in sports casting camp. Want to pivot away from the World Series for a moment, because one of the other sidebars to the baseball season was a catcher by the name of Bruce Maxwell of the Oakland Athletics, the first Who? player Bruce Maxwell. Never heard of him. A disciple of Colin Kaepernick, the first baseball player to kneel during the National Anthem. And Bruce Maxwell has also become the first baseball player arrested and it's really not even the off season yet so congratulations to Bruce Maxwell Ben he, you really
6: should not be applauding that um,
5: well that's an accomplishment when you're the first baseball player arrested he was arrested on gun charges and we actually have from our Fox affiliate in Arizona Fox Ten in Phoenix we have the audio this happened in Scottsdale and uh, you'll hear the judge just imagine Bruce Maxwell in his prison uniform there he's in jail. And he's in front of the judge here, and the judge is delivering the charges against the A's catcher.
2: All right. So you have one count aggravated assault with a deadly weapon or a dangerous instrument, a class three felony,
6: and one count disorderly conduct with a weapon or instrument, a class six felony. The court is not finding the indigent at this time, so no attorney is being appointed. Your next court date is November six at eight thirty in the morning.
2: That's going to be in the Superior Court downtown. At this time, the court is inclined to order a secured appearance bond of ten thousand dollars.
5: $10,000. He was bonded out. So Bruce Maxwell is out. If you couldn't understand that, it was, she had kind of a soft voice. Two felony charges. Two felony charges. And everyone had the same exact line after hearing that Bruce Maxwell had been arrested. Did he kneel when the police came over? Did he kneel? Uh, there you, and, and I, I want to know, will Donald Trump be tweeting about this in his morning tweet barrage? The first baseball player to kneel. Will this get a mention from the president as he is uh, been arrested? Maybe. Does he make the Oakland A's uh, roster? I think the A's must be very excited about this. This is uh, good for their franchise. And uh, will uh, what, what's the others now? These guys when they've gotten in trouble, uh, Michael Bennett played the race card. Is Bruce Maxwell going to claim racism somehow in this? I don't know that that's a play here, but never never put it outside the realm of possibility that that card will be played. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox Sports Radio, and we pivot away from that and get back to the good stuff, and that means it's third-degree time right now.
4: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. In. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
5: All right, here we go. It is time for Maller to the third degree, and we bring in not the coop-de-loop. He's away today. This is a flashback. This is like a... You know those those sitcoms where they bring
2: back old characters? It's kind, of, it's kind of like that. Wrong button, Bob. Bob Guerra. Well, Ben, does that mean you're going to kill me off, too, after this episode? Yes! uh You will never be here again! All right. This is a one-time
5: cameo appearance, and then get the hell out of here.
2: And that's why you're starting out 0 and one But we move on Screw here. Screw you. Mallard of the Third Degree, question one, actually sent in by the Koopa Loop. Really? Texted to me earlier.
5: Oh, okay. Just in case these are bad, that's plausible deniability by Bob Garrett.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Question one. Over the weekend, Kobe Bryant was asked an interview about his eventual induction into the Hall of Fame, and he revealed that he would like either Uncle Phil Jackson or Air Michael Jordan to present him for the Hall. Now, Ben, using the Mallers scale of probability— —yeah. What do you think the chances are that MJ would induct Kobe into oh, the hall?
5: Okay, Bob. Uh, this is easy. I'm going to go on the maller scale of probability 100% that Michael Jordan would do this, and I'll tell you why. A, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan have a business relationship. Jordan is essentially the CEO of Nike, and Kobe Bryant, even in retirement, is still peddling Nike shoes. So it would be essentially an infomercial for Nike products to have Kobe and Michael Jordan side-by-side side at the dais and you know trading compliments to each other at the podium there. Could totally see that happening. Now, that said, the second part of this, Phil Jackson is the one who should be doing this. It was under the tutelage of the Zen master that Kobe Bryant became the Black Mamba and flourished. Kobe only played against Michael Jordan eight times. That's it, eight games. Four with the Bulls, four with the Washington Wizards. Phil Jackson coached over 900 games with Kobe Bryant in a Laker uniform. That's about 99.2% more with Phil Jackson aside Kobe Bryant as opposed to Michael Jordan. So it should be Kobe Bryant, but for marketing reasons, I expect it to be Michael Jordan. Next.
2: Question two, Mallard of the third degree. Now, Ben, yep. Texans owner Bob McNair, as you know, came under fire all weekend for the comment he made, uh, referring to players as inmates running the prison.
5: Yes, I saw Now,
2: that. I'm sure you saw this on Friday as well, where Richard Sherman said if the contracts in the NFL were guaranteed, Texans players would have sat out and boycotted Sunday's game against Seattle. Yeah. Do you agree with Richard Sherman?
5: I'm going to go no here. I'm going to go no on this. I saw what the Texans did. They they really stuck it to the man. They took a knee there before the game. Number one, this whole thing is way overblown. Bob McNair's comments were not racist unless that fits your agenda. Uh, I'm going to give the NFL players the benefit of the doubt here that they aren't a bunch of Neanderthals, and they understand idioms and expressions of speech. And this story, like everything else in the football world right now, has been politicized and sensationalized to the 10th degree. Uh, and number two, it reminds me of like LeBron James. Remember LeBron James a few months back hijacking the term posse? Because Phil Jackson used that, and LeBron had decided that was a racist term. The expression inmates running the asylum, which is what McNair meant to say, he butchered it, instead he said prison. Would they have been upset, as upset if, uh, the uh, the players and those that have the agenda, if he had said asylum instead of prison? I don't know. But that's been around. I looked it up because I was I was curious how long that expression's been around. It's been something I've used regularly. Many people use. It's a common expression. It's been around regular use in America since at least nineteen twenty six. Charlie Chaplin, the old Hollywood star, used it. And many experts say it goes back to at least the eighteen fifties, if not much further in the past. So it's in versions of it were used even way before that. So it's a commonly used phrase. And the the players, I believe, are shareholders. The owners, right? They don't want. They do not want the players running the business. They uh, they don't. So, and, and any shareholder any owner. I mean, the players they're the employee. That's how it works.
2: All right. Next, last one here. Last now one. The third degree. Wrong button, Bob. Bent over the wrong microphone. Yes. Full count, 3-2, bottom of the ninth, big Ben. Don't strike out. I Here am we go.
5: not gonna not gonna strike out. I will get a base hit up the middle like Chris Taylor.
2: Now, Ben, you know this Wrong. is a you know this is a coop question. Here it is. Okay. If Trevor Simeon has another mediocre performance yeah. on Monday Night Football, yeah. do you think the Broncos will change quarterbacks?
5: Uh, yes, absolutely. Listen, Trevor Simeon is on a short rope. I would have benched him. For this game, I'll say there is a 73% chance that he is sent to the bench if the Broncos' offense is molasses again. The first thing, Denver's lost three of their last four games heading into Monday night. They still have games upcoming at Philadelphia. The Eagles are a buzzsaw right now. They've got a game with the Patriots in Denver. That Those are the next two games after the Monday night game. The Broncos are staring down the barrel at losing – Five straight and six of seven if this goes the way we think it's going to go. And secondly, you can make all kinds of excuses for Trevor Simeon and talk about how it's this guy's fault, it's that guy's fault. Nevertheless, the results matter, and Denver has scored about 10 points a game the last four weeks, and since week two, the Broncos have a touchdown rate Of 6.3% of their drives ending in a touchdown, it's lowest in the NFL. It's worse than the Browns. It's worse than the Colts. It is garbage. It's unacceptable. NFL defensive coordinators have figured out the weaknesses of Trevor Simeon, and we'll see if it's different. Kansas City's been gouged pretty good, but if he has another stink bomb on Monday night, Simeon, He is out of there, just like we are out of there. There it is, Mallard of the third degree.
2: How did we do? Big Ben, I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, It feels like Coop set these questions up like a Uh high pick and roll and threw you the lob there for the slam dunk. Very easy questions, and obviously you passed this edition. That's
5: a winner! You come back anytime, Bob. That's a winner for me. All right, time now for the Insta Trivia, and we'll, we'll do football. We'll change it up a little bit. Alex Smith is the second quarterback in NFL history to have a double-digit passing touchdowns with no interceptions through the first seven games of a season, joining blank. Again, Alex Smith, the Kansas City quarterback, the second QB in NFL history to have double-digit passing touchdowns with no interceptions through the first seven games of a season, joining blank. Fill in the blank. The answer next.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Throwback game in the World Series. Earlier, it was a very quick start to the fall classic. A lot of people celebrating how the speed up the game initiative of baseball had picked up some steam. Well, game five of the World Series, the second longest in actual time of the game in the history of the fall classic, only The 2005 World Series, Game 3 lasted longer. The Astros get the win, and they still have to win one more to win the championship. Will they gag at the finish line? We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The Astros had three deficits in the World Series. They came back each time down 4 nothing. It was 3 nothing. Kershaw on the mound, 4 nothing. Kershaw on the mound. They came back and then tied it. And then 7-3, to 7-4 to rather, Dodgers had the lead again. And Clayton Kershaw, again, vomited all over the mound at Minute Maid Park. And the Astros came back against Kenta Maeda after Kershaw was taken out. And uh, see you later. Out of here. Goodbye, Mr. Baseball. And the last time there was a World Series game where both teams scored 12 runs, you got to go back to that 93 World Series. The Blue Jays beat the Phillies 15-14. We've had the most home runs in World Series history. And there've been in the entire postseason, there have been more home runs in the postseason. 100 home runs hit in the postseason, 21 of them in the World Series, and that's the most now all-time. Actually, I think it's 22, I believe. I think we're up to 22. Anyway, nonetheless, the Dodgers and Astros will come back to L.A. on Tuesday. No line. I was trying to get the overnight line. It is not posted. Justin Verlander. Will tow the rubber for the Astros, and Rich Hill gets the start for the Dodgers. For it to be a true classic, it's got to go seven. Everyone's talking about how great this World Series is and how it's going to go. You know, it's going to be one of the all-time greats. We're going to remember it for years and years. I've seen comparisons to Cardinals-Rangers and also the the great playoff series of the nineteen eighties, the Mets and the Red Sox, and some of the championship series also that were classics over the years. Well, if that's truly the case, then we have to go all the way to Game 7. I believe that will happen. The Dodgers were the top home team in professional baseball this year. No one more game, won more games at home than the Dodgers. And the Dodgers already had Justin Verlander on the ropes in Game Number 2, so they have some confidence that they can get some runs against Justin Verlander. And every start Verlander's made in the World Series, he's given up at least three runs, at least three runs. I would also like to address... The elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is this term that so many low-information sportscasters continue to regurgitate, momentum. Now, I would say that the Dodgers, they had a 4-0 lead. They had momentum. How could they have given up that lead? They had momentum. And then they had a 7-4 lead. Again, momentum. So if they had Momentum, how could they have lost Game 5 of the World Series? Or momentum doesn't exist. It's something arbitrary that you toss into the story to explain things that change in the course of a game, right? You can say, well, the Dodgers had momentum. They lost it. Where did it go? And then the Astros had momentum. They had a three-run lead, and they choked it away. They blew that lead. Where did the Astros' momentum go? And how does one acquire momentum? Where does one buy momentum? Is it Can you buy it on Amazon? Maybe it's auctioned off on eBay. Does Walmart sell momentum? What aisle is momentum on at Walmart? Can I buy some momentum? Where is that momentum? Where does it exist? It doesn't exist. It's something, again, made up by sports media in the sports world and just regurgitated over and over and over again. Alex Bregman, by the way, had the last – and final blow, a one-run win uh, for the Ashes. Better story, though, is in the losing locker room, Dave Roberts, who is a, a punching bag right now. A lot of the blame game being directed at Dave Roberts because he gave his pitchers opportunities to, you know, succeed, and they all gagged one after another. you you bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. It's a parade. Everyone gets a turn. Here's Dave Roberts on the up and down and around, the corkscrew that is the World Series.
0: This whole series has been uh, an emotional roller coaster. It's, it's um, the two best teams playing for a championship. And these are two teams that play 27 outs, like we've talked about. And so you're not going to expect those guys to lay down. And that's what the World Series is all about.
5: Yeah, it's also about you know, pitchers delivering and uh, rising up and the. Uh, I just did not have that in this skin. Neither did the Astros. Let's be fair here. This assumption that the Astros are a uh, you know a better team, much be, in a much better spot because they scored one more run. thirteen to twelve was the final score. Uh, to, to say that there's a great margin between these two teams is just patented, patently wrong. It's just completely wrong. But I, again, I look forward to Halloween night, and then we'll see what happens in Game Seven which is tentatively going to be Lance McCullers versus Hugh Darvish, although that could change depending on how Game 6 goes on Halloween night in the madhouse that will be Dodger Stadium. Here's Kenley Jansen. He was on the mound at the end. He gave up the, the final hit, the final run, and that's two games now in the World Series where Kenley Jansen has not been effective, has not gotten the job done. Keep in mind, very similar to Mariano Rivera, my main memory of Mariano Rivera in the playoffs is losing the World Series to the Diamondbacks when Luis Gonzalez had that walk-off hit in the World Series many, many years ago. I saw it on YouTube. I wasn't alive when that happened, but I saw it on YouTube. Anyway, here is Kenley Jansen on forgetting about what just happened.
6: I'm already moving forward from this. I'm already looking for Tuesday. Um, I'm already ready for them again Tuesday. Tuesday. You know, they got to beat us again. They got to beat all of us, all 25 of us, so to win it. So um, I'm I'm pretty confident in our guys that, you know, we're not, it ain't going to be that easy.
5: It ain't going to be that easy. That's the attitude. That's the attitude of a winner right there. That's a man that's going to get it done Tuesday night, Halloween night. And the Astros will be crying in the streets because they are going to lose on Tuesday night. All right, uh, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, the, the World Series is being broadcast in – 185 countries and territories around the world. The Major League Baseball marketing department loves to promote how 13 languages, 185 countries are getting the the World Series. I want to know the 11 countries that aren't getting it because I guess uh, Taiwan is one of those that might not. It, let's say Taiwan's not a country. So there's 195 countries. That means there are 10 countries that aren't getting the World Series. Now I'm going to assume that North Korea is not watching the World Series, so that's one. Uh, where else? Uh, Saudi Arabia? Are they watching the World Series in Saudi Arabia? I put them on the list. Uh, Iraq? Maybe. I mean, they, no, probably not. Where else? Anywhere? Any other countries? because there's there's ten, if you believe Major League Baseball's marketing arm, because they said there's 100, again 185 countries, but they're including territories too. So that that there's a gray area with that, with the uh, the territories. Now, one other story from the World Series that. That caught my attention. And this involves fan etiquette. Yasiel Puig hit a home run that got the Dodgers within one run of a tie. It was a heroic long ball from Yasiel Puig. The Dodgers would eventually tie the game. But Puig, that two-run shot, was very important in that comeback. And that home run landed out in the bleachers at Minute Maid Park. And a uh, a young lady wearing an Astros cap got the ball she was so excited she stood up holding the ball up and a, a douche who apparently was like with her and uh, her boyfriend there uh grabbed the ball out of the woman's hand and threw it back onto the field right <laughs> now Stop! is this the the proper fan etiquette Is that the right thing to do, right? And the guy had a really angry look. Like, he had a really angry look, like, give me that ball. I'm throwing the ball back on the field. That's an enemy ball. And I'm going to throw the ball. That's not our ball. That's wrong. See, this is wrong. Let me tell you why. The only place where you should throw the ball back on the field is Wrigley Field, Chicago. There's no tradition of Astro baseball throwing balls back onto the field. You're the bleeping Astros. You don't even matter in the big picture in Major League Baseball. You you don't have to worry about that. Keep the damn ball. Now, if you're sitting in the bleachers at Wrigley Field, you got to throw it back. But the thing you do, and I learned this years ago when I was at Wrigley Field, the veteran move if you're a bleacher bum, second ball. You bring a second ball just in case you get a home run ball. You throw back the dummy ball. Kind of like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has two phones. He's got the burner phone. He's got the burner Twitter account. you got to have an extra ball. But what this guy did, that is a giant schmuck, that guy. That is a giant schmuck move. And he's also a schmuck because he had the sunglasses on his baseball cap, and it was a night game, and it was probably after midnight when Yasiel Puig hit that home run local time in Houston. It's a bad job. Yeah, and, and, and exactly, and it's indoors as well. I mean, what a douche! What a schmuck that guy is. Eddie, did you see the play in question here? No, you didn't. You were watching the Steeler game, so you did not. I was, I, was watch,
6: I was watching both, as, uh, as I have explained uh-huh. to you before. Uh-huh. I don't know why that's yeah. hard, hard to understand, but yes, I did see the incident in question you're talking about. Yeah, I, I read that they're actually related. Yeah, uh, is there, are they related? I thought by they were... marriage. I believe. I, I believe that that the guy is her brother-in-law. Oh. Okay. And uh, the guy in between the two is. Her, Well I just retweeted it. So yeah. if you want to see the playing question, the the anger on the guy's face, like,
5: give me the ball. Yeah, I'm gonna throw it back. Don't stop me. You can't stop me. I'm
6: throwing it yeah, back. Yeah, even though they're related and apparently you know they're kind of they've made up, but she wanted to throw the ball back. According to the story I read, and nah, he she didn't look like took it, it away from her and and decided to throw the ball back. The so
5: husband like, was celebrating like he'd won he'd just won a, tr- a great prize. Like this is a great. Ball. I got a ball. He's doing the victory fist pump. He's doing the fist pump. Like I just got the ball, and then and then the guy grabs it and throws yeah. it on the and field. And then he
6: seemed like he was trying to prevent him from throwing it. But it's the anger, the anger that the guy had that threw the ball back. Yeah, he was he was he was upset.
5: The Dodgers hit a home run. You're not at Wrigley Field. There's no tradition of this. Don't try to copy what the Cubs have. You're not. This bad job. All right, bad job by them. Anyway, so the Ben Maller show on Fox. We got yeah, Wrong Button Bob's here and Danny G. Special guest appearance. And, by but Wrong they Button cannot Bob. talk though because uh, someone threw pour water on the equipment and uh, the the microphones in their room not working. Isn't that great? So that's more of us. Yeah. We get to talk more.
4: Yeah. So the producer microphone right behind me, where Wrong Button Bob is sitting, and where um, of course Coop DeLoop usually sits, is not working at all. And my microphone has some weird buzz sound when you turn it on. Yeah. so that I, I, I've noticed that. This, there were, this there buzz some, for hooligan, you. some hooligans uh, doing some something here in the uh, studios over yeah. the weekend.
5: I blame Jonas Knox. That's who I blame. I'm going to blame Jonas. You want to blame some weekend host here, Eddie? Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to blame Arnie Spanier. Arnie Spanier. Now
6: he's on the other side of the country, but I'm I'm sure he found a way to screw things up. It's not a bad
5: thing. I think it's a fair thing to blame him. I believe that's a good job by you. We'll blame Arnie Spanier. Blame game. The blame game. Danny G, would you like to blame someone?
4: Yes, Ephraim Salam. All right, Ephraim Um, Salam. He'll kick your ass. One of our great uh, former NFL players who is now on Fox Sports Radio every weekend. He's
6: a big man. I would not blame him. All right.
4: Yeah, Yeah. but he's, you know.
5: Bob, would you like to blame anyone, Bob? is that What's that, Bob? Mark Willard? Okay, very good. <laughs> I'd like to yes. blame
2: Andy Furman.
5: Andy Furman? Andy Furman. Okay. That is a complete <laughs> load of crap. Yeah, it could be Andy. It's never wrong to go with Andy. He's, uh, he's got some uh, anger issues, clearly. Yes, he does. All right, if you'd like to be part of this, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter at... Ben Maller, that's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities, and uh, we'll take your phone calls. Also on Twitter at Ben Maller, as I said, and uh, Facebook page Ben Maller Show. Ben Maller Show on the Facebook page, and uh, that's how that's how we do it. See how that uh, that works? Yes, very nice. Oh, well, we'll call this one horse trading. Horse trading. We'll get to that, and we'll do it.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying. A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen.